Welcome to the 10-Minute Money Podcast. My name is John Dyer. As always, I am joined by Paul Erickson. Paul and I are financial advisors with Royal Oak Financial Advisors in Royal Oak, Michigan. How are you doing, Paul? Hey, good morning, John. I'm doing great. Thanks. We've had an interesting start to the year. We had a we had a big down day last week, which was the largest decrease in the market in one day that we've seen in probably a year. I think yeah, was... we did have quite a big pullback there. Yeah, I think part of it was because the potential of inflation coming back, like the CPI ticked up a little bit, you know, more than what the estimates were. So it's probably good that Jay Powell didn't cut rates like we thought he may do. Hmm. I, I see what you're saying, because that could have heated it up even more if he did cut rates. I think he's been very patient. Even going back to when he first started raising rates, people got on him about how fast he raised rates, but it turns out that that was the right call. And I think, you know, at first he thought rate inflation was going to be more transitory, and it turns out it wasn't transitory. But I kind of like how he lets things play out a little bit before he hastily makes any moves. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the market's moving in his direction. It's it's helping him because the market, see, we've had a really good year so far. And we're, what is it, February 20th now? The market seems good. I feel like we're entering a new bull market. Jobs are still pretty good. And people want him to reduce interest rates. And a lot of economists are anticipating it. I don't think he does it for a while. Why would he? He doesn't have to do anything. The economy seems pretty good to me. The fact that he's just going to let higher rates be out there for a little while, I think it's, it's playing right into his hand. I don't think he needs to cut rates until... He sees inflation at 2% guaranteed in his mind. I think he can just keep it you know, neutral for a long time here. Yeah, I agree. And when it, when will that time come when he can start cutting rates? I don't know. Maybe it's later this year. Maybe it's maybe it might even be next year now. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's a, pre, it's a presidential election year, which the majority of the time is good for the stock market. I do think... He might even wait till after that election. He could wait till mid-late November before he cuts rates, just so it doesn't appear that he's interfering with anything. Right. That would be a good time for him to do that. What do you think about just the economy right now? Yeah, so a lot of the earnings estimates that have come out recently look good to me. You know, Walmart just announced... Uh, NVIDIA is announcing tomorrow after the market close. That's going to be key. What do you think happens with NVIDIA? I think they announce a beat. I think it's supposed to be $20 billion this last quarter. Uh, I think they beat it. And I think it pops a little bit. I don't think it, I don't think it takes off like it did last time. But I think they beat it, and NVIDIA stock goes up fractionally, personally, is, Just, what, is what I'm – I'm betting on. I'm not selling NVIDIA into this announcement. Right. Uh, we we still think AI is just starting. I mean, you just told me today how you ordered a chicken sandwich using AI. Yeah, with Chicken Shack, uh, they, instead of talking to a live person now, when you call the place and order, it's an AI 
it's a computer you're talking to. And it's a woman's voice, and she got it absolutely right. My order was perfect. Does she sound like Siri? No, she sounds like more human than Siri. Does she? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to try that. And look at how far AI has come in just the past year. Who knows where we're going to be at in five years and where NVIDIA is going to be. And Yeah, it seems to be affecting every business. I think there's there'll be good and bad, but I think ultimately it'll help a lot of people just be more productive. You know, I mean... Chicken Shack's not going to have to hire as many people to answer phones. They'll have those people working on orders in terms of, you know, making sure that they're done right. They won't be on the phone. They'll be actually working in the stores. Yeah, and right now it just seems a lot of these restaurants are understaffed, and maybe the maybe the staff will be more happy right. when you deal with them actually in person when you go into the store. Yeah, by they're not cutting. being interrupted with phone calls. And right, yeah. right. Hopefully it's a good thing. I feel like we're getting back to a normal market. For the last 15 years, there was a term, the new normal. Right. And I felt that was low rates or near zero rates. That was the new normal. If you go back into podcasts that we did back in 2020, 2019, we talked about that where it wasn't a real market environment. It's just easier for you to to borrow money and spend more on big ticket things like sure. cars, houses, and all of that. Was, yeah. it was a great time for those kind of purchases. But I I feel today with interest rates being higher, this is a more normal environment, not a new normal. I feel like this is more normal because you can make money on fixed income. You can make money on high-quality stocks. You just built a bond ladder for a for a client. What kind of rates were you getting? I was tr- targeting 5% on, on the yields, uh, corporate bonds. Uh, we used some treasuries, some government bonds, and we were uh, around around 5% uh, on that. Plus, is, we have is, a, is that on <clears throat> how far out, how long were the bonds? So we're looking at, we want to be a little bit longer now. We want to be more of a three-year mm-hmm. target. Once you get out past three years, the rates start dipping more. Uh, three-year, I think, is a good sweet spot right now. I think rates will start to come down, so we want to start targeting some longer rates. Yeah, stuff. lock in a higher rate now. Yeah, I think that's a good strategy. But the fact that you can get corporates and governments and money market and CDs in that 5% range, it's great news for people because it's no risk. And so they can take some risk with their stocks and hopefully get, you know, seven, eight, you know, double-digit returns. But they can take no risk with CDs, money markets, you know, very small risk with bonds and still get a great return. You're exactly right. And that is more of a normal market environment because when you and I came into the business probably 20, 25 years ago, that's what we were kind of taught. The bond right. the bond was the buoy. I always say the bond yeah. market is yeah. the buoy. And it's supposed to keep your, your portfolio afloat when the market dips. But what happened in 2008 that kind of blew that all up and it hasn't really been the same since 2007 2008 right. no. until now yeah when i did my training with wachovia and jp morgan they would use the analogy the rudder the fixed income was a rudder or the um the centerboard of a sailboat and in a storm that would keep your boat stable but when the uh, 
when the you know in good winds you know the sales were kind of the equity like you would you would let all the sales out and, and the stocks would make your boat go faster but the rudder and the you know the center board was sort of the stabilizer in a portfolio and 60 40 was so common back then you know 60 percent in stocks 40 percent in bonds right and so you go back to the the crash during the pandemic and then the crash in 08 bonds didn't do what they were supposed to do we had coming even i think it was coming out of the pandemic we had the worst year for the 60-40 portfolio we did. in 70 years. It was such a strange environment, though, with rates. you know. Right. Oh, it was the year that Jay Powell raised interest rates. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because stocks didn't do well that year, mm-hmm. and bonds didn't do well that year. Yeah. And the, that's the buoy the, and everything was underwater, and the rudder wasn't working, you know. Right. Because it was such an abnormal situation. Because in a normal market environment, the Fed will use interest rates and they will cut them. They'll cut rates. We couldn't do that because no. we were at zero we were at just zero. about. Yeah, they were out of bullets essentially. Right. So now we we do have some we we do have some bullets in the chamber and we can use them if necessary, and that's more of a norm no, more normal market environment. Right. I agree. You know, um, we got one of our first questions from a listener here. And it, it's, it's from a young listener. I'm not sure if this is one that we taught or whatever, but they're just asking uh, how much they're in their first job. How much should they put in their first 401k? Like how much should they start saving? That's a great question. Get that all the time. Rule of thumb is 10% of your income. Yeah. If, if they sa- can start off at 10%. If they can start or, or if you get a company match, try to get their... Uh, let's say it's a, let's, say, let's just say it's a five percent company match. What should be their minimum? Minimum they put away is five yeah. percent, and then let the company put away another five percent. Yeah, exactly. That's what to I get tell you to ten percent. To get you to ten. Yeah. Yeah. If you get to ten percent, and you do that for the majority of your career, you're going to be in wonderful shape for retirement. If you're in your thirties, I heard the other day, if you put five thousand a year away. Starting at thirty, with a just a, a market return of I think it was six percent or five percent, which is half of what the market's done. By the time you're sixty-five, you're going to have a half a million dollars socked away, yeah. which is a nice start <clears throat> for retirement. It helps. You need that. Uh, so I'm fifty, and I looked at my Social Security statement two weeks ago. I pulled it up. I was doing something for a client. And so I was kind of using my Social Security site, and I was going through it. And there was disclaimer, which is, it's right around the year uh, I'm of age to take Social Security. And it's right on the sheet. It said, uh, Social Security will not be fully funded in 2034, but we guarantee a 75% payout of what we promised you. So... Even more reason to save into your 401k and build up your own net worth because Social Security is going to be a little underfunded when someone my age goes to take it. Right. Yes. And I, I hope they do something about that. I hope that they, I, I hope it, they you need know, to, it's, but it's I funny. feel like that's just going to raise taxes or something. It's yeah. 
or maybe you know? even maybe even push back when you can start. Push back, change the the, the time frame on that. Yeah, maybe would make sense. Maybe push it back a little bit. Right, or let let us manage a little bit of our own Social Security money in the market. How much would that cause the market to go up if we could manage ten percent of our Social Security assets? Yeah, I there was I saw something else to where if you if you did if you did that your whole career if you put Everything you put into Social Security in your own account, and you got a six percent rate of return. Like the typical person would have, like one point three million dollars right. in this account. Right. That's what Congress should look at. Yeah. Because you're investing in American businesses. Yeah. Exactly. Or yeah, put the stipulation on there that you can only invest in S and P five hundred stocks right. or something like right. that. Yeah. Put some guardrails on it or something. Yeah. But. Yeah, make it more accessible. I do think we're in a bull market. We're we've had a good little run here, January and February. I think the market is due for a pullback, though, because it's run pretty fast, pretty quickly. So if we get a little, you know, it's on average you get an eight to ten percent correction once or twice a year. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that in April, May. We we slow down a little bit, and then into July, August, September, we rally again in this bull market. Yeah, I agree. I'm keeping a little bit of cash on the sideline in preparation for maybe a little pullback. Not a lot, but just a little bit. But yeah, I agree with you. I think that we're going to see a pullback. I think I, I do think this will be a good year in, in the market. So. Yeah, I agree. I see it. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, as yeah, thanks, John. As always, this podcast is for educational purposes only. You can find more information uh, about us, or if you have any questions, you can go to www.royaloakfinancialadvisors.com. We love to answer questions and help anyone that needs it out there. Thank you for joining John Dyer and Paul Erickson on this 10-Minute Money Podcast. John and Paul are financial advisors with Royal Oak Financial Advisors in Michigan a fee-only RIA who specialize in helping their clients better understand their investments. If you watch the pennies, the dollars will come.